0: guess guess who's back back again yes it's us is
1: it was that a shady's back reference it was i like it welcome it's a subspace transmission via not subspace i wish wouldn't that be cool yeah
0: it would be very cool also
1: like, just at least communicate with our satellites fast. Let's, like, be real, right? P- putting people out there is, like, really hard, no matter what you do. But if mm-hmm. you could communicate with satellites or, like, even with Mars more quickly, that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. problem with satellites is that, like... So the thing that's uh, that Star Trek has invented in subspace is that it's like a... Instant lag free communication medium <laughs> over like gigantic distances, <laughs> which is not how anything works.
1: It's the whole uh, interstellar connection of like if you, if you, the a ba- uh, black hole bend space kind of thing, or right? Whatever that
0: is, yeah. You know, like the everything else works, you know, based on like radio waves or light or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know they move very fast, but they do have finite speed. And so if you're at, even if you're just at Mars or something, right, a radio wave takes like seven minutes to get to Mars. I think so. Yeah. You know, light is a bit faster, but still like, it's not, you know,
1: right. I mean, it's not for instant. us, for us, it would be for us to Mars, light speed from here to
0: Mars would be indiscernibly Instant. It would be, it'd be pretty quick, but you know, it, it's not instant, right? Like it, and as you then stretch that out over light years and light years and light years, all of a sudden, like, you know, the definition of a light year is how long it takes light to travel right. in a year. But so- what
1: But what if there was another thing called
0: subspace? Exactly. And so the, like, subspace would be amazing because you could just talk to someone instantly no matter where they are. Right. right. Yeah. Such a cool idea.
1: It is cool. I don't... I'm glad that they didn't try to do something like actually the mycelial network is subspace. No, yeah, I'm very happy they didn't do that. <laughs> Although we did get some uh, mycelial
0: network shenanigans in these three episodes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's going to be their like every now and then we have to fall back on a shenanigan and and this is going to be the one they do in Look, this show, I guess.
1: They don't have LeVar Burton to, to no-sell the science. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. They, their engineer is tied up too deeply in this fungus stuff, so we're going to
1: have <laughs> to get it. Yeah. yeah. I have a funny uh, thing that I noticed on these, and I, I think it means, JJ, that the title of We Were Gamers is correct. Did you know... Uh, do you watch this? What you watch this through the CZ, CBS app, right? Uh, I mean, there is no app on my computer. Oh, you watch it on? Okay, I watch it through the app on my phone, right? And then I Chromecast it to my TVs. So, oh, but okay, you use yeah. it through the CBS website or whatever. Yes. Do you do it with ads or with no ads?
0: Uh, I believe the subscription that we are using does not have ads. Okay.
1: So, I recently stepped down to the ad-supported subscription due to the current economic climate. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Reasonable. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And so, the last rash of episodes, I noticed most of them uh, were drug ads. (laughs) Like, Like medications? Yeah, like, hey, if you're feeling old in your knees, you need this. Hey, if you got a lot of like sciatica pain, you need this, all that sort of stuff. It was basically every ad for the last three, and this set of ads because you can't film new ads right now. Um, you have to kind of use like stock footage, or uh, you could right, do like yeah. one person footage where they set up a camera. You can
0: film like film a bunch of individual scenes. Right? right?
1: Exactly. I noticed it was still drug ads, but Advil really wanted to know, you know, if we were okay with a lot of text oh, on wow. the screen. The,
0: the corporation <laughs> was very worried about you specifically.
1: I was more That's so nice of
0: them. I was more taken,
1: you know, because those those ads, you know, like uh, I work in this field, they're very rote, uh, and they they require a lot of filming of B roll. And things like playing in the park with your grandkids and fishing off a dock with your son and mm-hmm. going to the movies with your wife. You gotta a lot, have generally all the, all like the things that you couldn't scenes. do because now you're on IBS medication, you know? Right. Uh
0: stock footage galore.
1: Right, and so now it's like what what do you do? You just run the same things with new text, or do you, but yeah, anyway, I just thought it was funny that like, apparently Star Trek is n- for people much older than us.
0: <laughs> I've started <laughs> to notice anytime an ad comes on and it shows something from the before time that I don't, I immediately just go, this is dumb. I'm not going to.
1: Yeah. Why aren't they in masks?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's>, uh, <laughs> these people are going to the movies. You can't go to the movies. What are they doing? That's insane. <laughs> That kind of stuff.
1: Well, that's my experience watching ads, just so you know. Okay. All right, should we get into it?
0: Yeah, man. These were some episodes. We're on um, episode six. Six, seven, eight today. Six, seven, eight today. So for those of you out there who are following along, make sure you've seen those. Um, And away we go. Uh, I knew coming into episode six right off the bat that I was either going to hate this episode or like it, Okay. based on what I, you know, what they kind of hinted at what the topic was going to be. Should we just go for the little...
1: spoiler and say whether you hated or liked it?
0: I think I liked it.
1: I think that I, yeah, don't know.
0: <laughs> I, had, I this is the one like this in, is the one I watched hmm. the longest ago, so it's okay. Like the, okay. The, the haziest of the three.
1: I enjoy... Well, I usually leave these for the week of, and I just sort of watch them one a night. Uh, yeah, that's,
0: that's pretty much what I do.
1: <laughs> I think that there's a big problem with this episode, which we'll talk about at the end, but it didn't stop me from enjoying parts of it quite a bit and seeing the Ba'ul front. Finally, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, even if I didn't really like whatever it is they're supposed to look like.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was weird. It was weird. How did
0: that How
1: does that creature evolve? I like What is the water like on their planet that they're covered in some sort of weird sticky tar?
0: Yeah, exactly, man. That's what I want to know. Okay. Uh Yeah. So so this is a Seru episode really
1: here. Um I'm glad that it was tied to the main story somehow, right? The Red Angel sends them a signal from Seru's planet instead of we just go back to Saru's planet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. Because uh, I feel like Saru got some characterization in a few episodes ago, right, when the the sphere was happening and he went through Vahara. There you go, thank you. Uh and his like his little tentacle ganglia fell off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you catch at the beginning of this the
1: little teaser of, like, there's something forming in your head? Hmm? Oh, so later on in this, he has spikes, new spikes or whatever. At the beginning here, we open up in the uh, medical bay with a super yoked Dr. Culber. Yeah. That guy got fit in the meantime.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, his body is new, see? So by new, they meant, like, he just worked out a lot. Oh, yeah, explain that, because that was pretty funny. Oh, so he died, right? He he died. <laughs> yes, he did die. They got him back at the end of one of the last... Uh, was it last the last week or the week before that? Mm-hmm. The last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the last one, right? They, yeah, they it was got the last back. One. They got him back. Yeah, they got him back from the Mycelial Network. They saved his essence or whatever that was trapped over there or something
1: they reconstituted him here
0: yes and, and so he's there and he's back and stamets is very happy about it but he's kind of like not kolber is kind of confused about himself because like he has these memories and but his body is like reconstituted so it's not the same body Right, it's different particles, but it makes the same thing. It's kind of. It seemed so, like
1: it seemed like they just didn't want to use the word like dysphasia because that's a real thing where your your right. body becomes disconnected from your emotions, right? Like you you right. love pancakes, but you can't even smell them. That's uh, like that's a- aphasia, I think, actually, or something. But like, there's different types of uh, phasias where your body can yeah. lose it, sensations. It's a- and it I seems like the, they, they didn't want to step on any of those here, so they kept tiptoeing around, like, the fact that his memories don't match his lived experiences right. and,
0: anymore. And that's, like, a thing. You know, people have, like, you know, certain you know, mental disorders and, and certain things where they feel that they are not themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, almost like uh, out-of-body but in-body experiences kind of things. Yeah. And that's definitely a thing that happens, you know, to people in real life. Yeah. Obviously, no one in real life is being reconstituted out of matter or whatever. <laughs> uh, and it is definitely like a uh, one of those, like, what is the nature of a person kind of questions that you think Star Trek would be good at exploring, since they've done things like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are clones and, you know, are robots people and we may these kinds there. of things that sci-fi is good and interested in exploring. Uh, but we don't get there in this episode. No,
1: so. I think... I think we just have to keep reminding ourselves that Discovery is not the... This is Culber's episode to decide how he will be as a person. This is... You know, like... TNG did that really well. Here's an hour. Here is what's going to happen in that hour. Yeah, some stuff carries over. But, you know... But this is definitely that show where it's like, no, 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 no. This is about the plot. Like, there will be character stuff along the way. But Culber... We'll know if we don't like him or like him six episodes from now, not this episode. You know?
0: Yeah. You only get little little pieces of the other people who aren't who aren't involved in the plot mainly. Today. <laughs> Burnham, Pike, Saru, Saru in this one, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I mean, you know, let's talk about kind of what goes on. Okay. Um, so. Uh do okay. I just had to talk about early in this scene in this episode. Did you make a note about this? There's this one scene where the camera is spinning around, and I couldn't. It's like stop spinning the camera, like please. It it, it literally does like five one eighties. It just like keeps going and going and going. It's like uh-huh. constant pan. Yeah. Like I feel, I got so dizzy. It was awful. With what this, was, you're, are, you are you talking doing?
1: about where Saru is kind of losing his mind?
0: No uh no He's got so was there's it?
1: like a early scene in this where Saru's on the bridge and he just starts to get super aggro on everybody and like steps up on Pike and all that sort of stuff and So
0: this was uh prior to that? I think this is where they're looking they're in Pike's quarters. Okay. And Or you know, the the ready room or whatever. Right uh and the it it's like that uh, They detect the signal or whatever, and they're all debating and talking or whatever. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't remember if Saru was there or not. He But is. the camera is just on a constant pan. It's like person talks, person to the left of them talks, person to the left of that person talks, person to the left of that person talks. Now we're back around to the beginning again, and we've just done a bunch of 360s, and the camera is constantly moving. Hmm. And I just got so sick. I was like, stop. Stop this. <laughs> Have a normal scene. Stop. Stop. Don't don't spin the camera.
1: You're not going to like that. Did you see 1917? No. So, this is like a newish camera technique because cameras are so much smaller where you can basically create, you know, sets now are not sets with fake walls as much uh, mm-hmm. as they are lived in pieces. And so, you know, a lot of camera experiences are trying to like explore what that means and and this is one of those things that uh, 1917 doesn't do this exactly but um you know, Birdman 1917 these types of movies where they
0: they well, the want to thing just, in 1917 they did the whole movie as one take yep, that's the yeah. thing
1: Yeah it's not one take but it's it's kind of like that yeah and that you get these kind of weird camera movements where you're like how do we spin this so that we can cut here and so you get kind of like these weird camera motions that do make you a little bit ill
0: <laughs> Yeah so the anyway, it's I, because one
1: of it's one of those things that your body just can't doesn't do right, and it, it's not something we're used like to I, because your I body, got the impression
0: yeah. of standing in the, the center, center exactly, of a table exactly right, right. And, and like or in, inside the middle of a table yeah. right, and then constantly rotating myself around so that yeah. I'm I, I like yep. I can't focus on Burnham while she's talking because we're drifting over and there's Saru in the frame and now Saru's talking yep and it's just like ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the it, thing, uh, right? Like that's, and they don't ever do it again, as far as I can tell. And I was like, why? Why did you even do this? What was yeah, even the ex- point here?
1: It's experimental. It's filmmaking, quote unquote. But this isn't, I, look, man, it, yeah, don't I, ex- don't use your experimental I'm not, filmmaking I'm in not, my Star Trek. Not, okay, okay, <laughs> can't get too futuristic here. It's fine. What this is? not futuristic it was terrible. It's not great. It's it not was great. Bad. I I don't know. I don't prefer it. I would prefer you linger on people so that you see their reactions and that I just find cameras with that behave like you're in the room a little bit more uh, comforting, but that's just me. And I agree with you. Like, I wouldn't want to watch that again.
0: I don't, I don't think, you know, I think they're, I think their intent here is they're like, oh, this is becoming a tense scene. Everyone's arguing. Yeah, trying to figure out what's going on. Because this
1: is where Saru starts to like let on that he's pretty aggro about this Ba'ul thing. You know, with the whole Vahari and all that. Which I think yeah. once we get okay, through the you, you are right. Once we get through the 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 meat of what happens in this episode, I think we have to this might be the second longest discussion that we're gonna have today about like how other Trek would have handled this, but let's blast through it real quick.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the uh there's a signal again from you know, an incursion or whatever from the Red Angel.
1: Uh they figured uh, out that these are time portals now.
0: Yes. I don't know when they decided to figure that out, but they definitely did. They just sort it. of did it off-camera, off I yeah. guess. Uh, and it's coming from Saru's homeworld. So they're like, all right, we've got to go over there and see what's up with this. Uh, they get there. Of course, it's already gone, because that's how this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they then decide uh, that they got to go down there, because that's the only safe thing to do. Which, again... <laughs> I don't really I don't see really that in ch- case. Yeah,
1: this is challenge number 1. We could bend rule 1. Why? Why do you need to do bend rule 1? Just don't go I, down there.
0: Yeah, like I have notes later that are like, "Nah, let's just ignore general order 1 whatever." Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> if they imagine what happens if they don't send Saru down there.
0: Even like, okay, like I get that the the culture's very insular or whatever and they're not going to just be like, "Hello alien." <laughs> like You know, okay, so you gotta send Saru, right? Okay, but you should send more than one person with him and someone who's not his, like, best friend. So that way, like, you know, there's a little bit of a check on his impulse.
1: Some of the bridge crew in this show is criminally underused. Owo did a great job in that episode where she was on the landing party with Pike. They should send her on more things. send her on stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh... Of course, the person that they meet is Saru's sister, because that's like... Well, they went to you know, his why village. Would we, why would we go to, uh, you know... If we're trying to stay undercover, why would we go to a place where we could be recognized? Let's go somewhere else. No, 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 no. Let's go directly back to his village, so we can meet the one character alive who knows who he is. <laughs>
1: Knowing full well that the Ba'ul are watching, because those machines are connected there to a are, giant are network that for to spy yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. So, like, of
0: course, of course, you were going to get his sister. Uh... And you know, they talk and whatever, and amazingly he doesn't just like start the revolution right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he controlled himself for five minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh and then he's like, he starts getting super aggro from here on anytime anything about the baul is mentioned.
1: Very aggro. And
0: it's just like Pike starts to talk, you know, tries to do some you know, some charming negotiation as he loves to do.
1: Oh he does, uh, yeah. The because the baul are like, Hey, would you what what were you doing? And then and then uh, they ask for Saru.
0: They they like give us give us give the Kelvin back. Yeah, yeah. And then and Pike,
1: you know, in the middle of what would have been a fine Pike negotiation, I'm sure, Saru
0: blasts. Saru's is like, "No, we will not give in to the oppressors." Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is like, this is post his okay, conversation Saru. where where some of the bridge crew had to break up a almost fight between him and Saru, right? Like,
0: yeah, man. Ugh he just got super aggro. Yeah,
1: there's a funny there's a funny line later on too. Uh, in yeah, the later I episodes, just had, yeah. I
0: really just had like a yeah. As this scene started, and Saru was on the bridge, I wrote a note that said Saru's going to mess this up, and then yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> two yeah. Seconds later, I wrote, "Yep,
1: <laughs> yep." I had he one did. point. I have a note in here. I think where before he went down to the planet, I I did one of those things where I put my head all the way back in my chair and just went by myself (laughs) alone in a room going like, Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I, I did wonder for a minute if the writing was going to go the direction I didn't think. And Saru was actually losing it due to Vahari and like the Ba'ul needed to like help him out.
0: Uh, I thought for a while, uh, before we actually met the Ba'ul here, which happens kind of pretty close to this as well.
1: Oh, I wonder if you had the same thought as me. Keep going. Uh,
0: was that the... Uh, because uh, for the beginning of the, the show and until now, you've never seen a Ba'ul. Right. It's all been technology. Right. It's all been like yep. they have these networks and these little drones and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I know what this is. They collect people, Right but actually it's because the ba- the baul are the kelpians right yeah i thought and it's just yeah. like it's like the the lower ca- it's like you know the the children and then the like adults or whatever yep and they they collect the kelpians and then you know bring them up into their like other system but they need the lower ones to like farm or whatever because they're not able to or something yeah i don't remember what it, no no it, i i definitely like had that. a
1: same like okay so with the vahara they kind of like change, and then... And become Ba'ul, Become right? Ba'ul. Like was kind of the thought. It's like a civilization name, not a race name. But then they kind of, right. like, shot that down multiple times as the episode went on. Yes, uh, before you see like- one, you kind of just, like, get the feeling, like, this is not where we're headed with this. And then there was the whole, are we headed towards the Ba'ul, Are at least gonna help Saru, because they know, you know, like, okay, they do eat the Kelpians, but, uh...
0: You know, maybe they can help do well, so like or something. You know, I didn't know if it was, they didn't actually eat the Kelpians, right? Right, like, sure. Because all of it was they, you know, Saru's village assumes they eat them because that's what they were told. Right. But like, you know, who knows what they actually do? And so okay. I wasn't sure there, but... Good uh, thing we have the magic orb see- disc
1: for finding out all this information from some weird computer thing.
0: Yeah, pretty helpful of them to uh, have gotten that exact like information from the giant magical orb. Uh, but then as soon as you see, as soon as you see, it's funny because it's
1: literally the truth,
0: right? Like the giant magic orb gave us the answer. Oh, (laughs) very convenient. Uh, no, but the, the baul are, as soon as you see them, right? You're like, oh, okay. They're being really subtle here by making them black nightmare monsters. They're definitely not helping anyone. (sighs) It's just going to be evil. It was
1: like, oh, okay. You know, the. The transmissions and everything else start to add up, and you're just like, "I see,
0: they're just making them evil." Oh, that's it too wasn't. Bad. Nothing was being disguised. You know here. what's there funny? There was no deeper meaning. Everything was. These were just bad guys. Again, again,
1: I still have stuff to say after this uh-huh. about about whether they're bad guys.
0: <laughs> so we get to the you know the uh, the Saru.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, Saru. Saru turns into a superhero.
0: Yeah, kind of. He gets all like swole and starts (laughs) shooting spikes out of his neck and
1: swole roo, am I right?
0: Dude, yeah. He gets buff and rips the
1: the the chains chains meant meant for a Vahari Kelpian. uh, somehow. He rips through the chains and then also thankfully all the drones have the parts that he needs. And then also thankfully if he punches through the floor he can send out a signal.
0: Yes, it was very convenient that he knew how to do all that, thankfully.
1: He punched uh, through the floor, DJ.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he got he did not skip arm day. <laughs> he may have skipped leg you know, day, we don't know. You know,
1: his but. arms move like the characters from Arms so maybe they're they very, are, maybe they're, they're kind very of springy wavy. and like he can cock them back and like oh, shoot them out. Oh, he's
0: got spring loaded punches. Yeah, I think like, that's what it it's is. Like, boing. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so this is the part where I have the note about like general order one, what's that? Never mind. <laughs> Let's just like do whatever we want. Let's hold on. Let's, oh my God, this part. Let's
1: make every kelpian on the planet go through vahari all at the same time
0: without giving them the choice yeah it seems like we're just gonna be like <laughs> yeah it's just like nah let's not even not even just do something to everyone on the planet without their or consent or not and even, not even just, just that
1: disable the ball
0: right it's not it's neither of those things right it's Cripple the entire like baul network and the system that they've used for thousands of years, cause immense physical pain to every single kelpian on the planet <laughs> without their consent, and do it all at once in the span of like thirty minutes.
1: And then, because you did it, need to be bailed out by the Red Angel.
0: Exactly. It's like oh, haha! We have this like we're going to cause the revolution today, all at once. And then, you know, because the Ba'ul are, are like, you know, worried about insurrections and these sort of things, they turn on the, like, laser killing. mega death laser. And, yeah, the Red Angel shows up and is like, let's not, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Although, one of the best uh, action scenes right here happens where they're getting ready to shoot the torpedoes off. I I wrote it down because I love this. He's like, we can't target all those things. And Pike gives the order. He's like, arm the photon torpedoes. First of all, photon torpedoes. We're up to photon torpedoes now. Not class whatevers, photons. So that happened sometime in the last two episodes or three, right? Between the the shooting the magic orb with a torpedo that was a class whatever. And now, now we have photon torpedoes.
0: Couldn't they just have both though?
1: Uh no well we read the entry last time and so far people thought they were a predecessor torpedo but maybe you're right maybe they maybe you know what maybe they're just trying to use up old stock
0: yeah it's like oh we got these old ones but we only have like 50 photon torpedoes let's not just use them
1: right uh but there's a until great we need shot to blow up stuff there's a great shot here where he's like arm them and the camera like whip pans from pike to the weapons station and as it's whip panning the weapons officer does this like finger rack along the weapons panel where it's like a piano where he just sort of like hits all the red lights and they all come on. He's like (laughs) like, arm, 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 arm. He doesn't push them all. He just, he racks his finger along them. It's a really great shot. Um, I I really love it. It's like one of those like, oh, okay, sweet. You thought about this before you shot it. That's awesome. Sorry, I have to point that out when I see it. it Because we were talking about camera work earlier and it was like, this is, this is good. Anyway, Red Angel saves them. Saru, the Red Angel saves them. Saru the sees that it's a man we... in a suit.
0: Right, this is the first time you see that it looks like some kind of person in a suit with like you know mechanical parts or whatever. You're right. I should
1: say person in a suit. We don't know if it's a man or woman.
0: We don't know if it's a man or woman. We also don't know if it's a human or Yet. some other thing. Um, yeah, okay. and. So, you know, the, the day is saved, the Ba'ul are magically ignored, and we don't have to worry about them anymore. Saru and his people are great, and everyone is happy for having been caused immense pain.
1: The revolution uh, has begun, and it's all peaceful, and everything's rainbows. Magic. Nice. Okay, uh, so can we talk about this? Yeah. This would not have happened in TNG.
0: Gee, no kidding. <laughs> you think it wouldn't have happened? Yeah. I don't even let's understand I don't even understand how it happened under pike. Let's cause billions of people on a planet immense physical pain without their consent so
1: much that they're going to feel like they're going to die. Yes. I I can't even track how immoral that is. Just the just that part of it to broadcast the signal like First of all, Saru
0: wants to say that it's for their benefit or whatever, even if it is, you can't just do that, man.
1: No, you can't. (laughs) Like, and like the bridge crew makes the plan and Pike is just standing there like, okay, like he doesn't even say that that's, oh man, I don't, and then you have the historical data from the magic orb. Where it says that the Ba'ul were basically almost wiped out. Yep. Okay. Well, morally speaking, you'd have to be like, well, this version of the planet is the one where the Ba'ul don't get wiped out. So, if we step in here, are we causing the extinction of the Ba'ul? Like, that's General Order 1 again, right? Like...
0: Well, they already threw General Order One all the way out the window. You don't yeah. even have to think about it. I guess it's Baloo violating it multiple but... times—they're super ultra violating it. So who cares? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. I don't, I don't like the way this conflict was set up. I don't like the way they resolved it, and I really don't like. I enjoyed the episode and kind of the ride I got to go on here. Yeah, but I don't think I enjoyed really the the premise
1: i think i i agree with you that i found moments
0: to really like here it because i like, really hope the scenes with saru and his sister were quite good yeah, i thought i think so uh there was you know we i don't know that we talked about him a bunch but like i did enjoy that stuff the way that the you know the the literal deus ex machina of the red angel um you know coming in and saving the day uh was fun
1: i like the baul in theory
0: yeah i i like that we got to explore what the baul were and like how the you know how they what they're actually doing with the kelpians and that stuff i'm glad we got to see that stuff rather than just having it be a magical mystery but yeah i just don't i don't like the way they did this i feel like there was a way to broker a piece or a way to bring about you know you know, free one village instead of trying to free the whole planet, you know?
1: Well, and there's this moment in this thing where the Ba'ul tells Saru they don't know, you don't know what you are. Well, Vahari mm-hmm. seems, and, and supported by the two f- episodes after this, where Saru basically is just like non-fear Saru now, right? Where he has maybe a little bit more aggressive tendencies, but it seems to have chilled out since since this episode. There was a, there's a opportunity with Vahari to be like, this is no, like, this is a really big deal, and the Ba'ul are kind of right, like, if the Kelpians get off this planet, they're going to be like murderous killing machines, you know? Yeah. There is some version of this where there was a moral conundrum to be had, instead of them expecting you to... Like,
0: oh, we're... We did this to the Kelpians, we need to go now do this to everyone. Like yeah. Sure, that they, could happen they too. A, they have a space empire it turns out and like you, you know, you're overthrowing, you know, freeing millions of civilizations okay, with yeah. this rather than yeah. one, right? They could do That's that a little do... a little more believe, you know, a little more uh, yeah. acceptable.
1: There's also, you know, the version of like okay, well the the Baul actually are right, you know, here and yeah, I maybe mean, you know, there's a broker a piece you know, maybe the, or I don't know.
0: Right. It's, like there's a bunch of stuff and there's a whole like Burnham and, you know, is kind of just like, yeah, let's do all this, but like why as an as like an exobiologist or something she is, right? right yeah. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why isn't she like respecting the fact that evolution happened here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the Baul uh were being hunted, you know, down by this evolved version right and they evolved to gain all this technology yeah that's evolution as well like that counts Mm -hmm. you know so you know and like they're using it in a bad way i think we can all agree here but i think that you know it's it's weird that they would then say that this is unnatural and we should then go like because this was a biological evolution it's okay but technology is not it's very weird and very, very strange. I, yeah, a lot of problems. A lot of problems.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, at the end of it, and then Burnham says, oh, I need to go home. That's the, uh, that's the... Yeah, at the end of the this, F7 yeah, episode. the whole,
1: the whole point of this is that uh, Burnham realizes she needs to go to Vulcan. It's like, wh- right. what? I, I don't know. I, I really am, was very, once we got to the end, taken aback by, like, they didn't, it didn't even feel at the end of it like they tried. It seems like mm-hmm. a bunch of it was lip service to the, like, the morals of of the Starfleet code, but not much of it actually in practice.
0: <sighs> yeah, it was bad. I, yeah, I, I think. There's even, oh well, it's a different episode. We'll talk about it when we get there.
1: Okay well enjoyable to watch not enjoyable to think about
0: it is a it, it is another instance of this show right it, there have been several instances as we've watched discovery going along here of this show doing we need to come up with something cool you know who cares the consequences of what actually is happening here we want something cool on the screen yeah and this didn't need to be like this they could have had a interesting thoughtful you know sensible resolution to this app. and instead they they came up with a cool fight scene and some explosions i
1: just want you to remember for later that the bubble ships have squid arms hmm. okay i have a theory at the end of all this
0: okay we're gonna talk about that stuff don't worry uh so we get into episode seven mm-hmm. uh and burnham says she's gonna go find spock gotta go home to vulcan
1: right Best line uh, in the show happens right here. Which one? When, uh, when Tyler comes on the bridge and's like, "Where's Burnham?" and <laughs> and Spike's like, "Personal days." <laughs> and, uh, go- and he se- goes, "Like section
0: thirty one has been uh, unbelievably shady." At the end of that Ba'ul incident, oh, as that's well. a good point. Yeah, I forgot we forgot to talk about that. But it's just a like, it's a quick little thing. But like, you know, they're like, "You need to tell us everything." You know, right? No. Like,
1: you can't yeah, like, yeah, you can't uh talk, you can't talk about the Red Angel or Burnham or Spock without telling us. And so we yeah, open we up with played. Tyler being like, Where's Burnham? It's my business to know where Burnham is, and he's like, Nah, personal day. And and what is he, he Tyler like rips off his section thirty one badge and he's like, You gotta tell me and tosses it at Pike and Pike tosses it back at him. And he's like, Nah, the chair outranks the badge.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was so good.
1: <laughs> the chair outranks the badge is such a good like yeah no this is my ship i'm gonna do what i want
0: yeah how about no yeah (laughs) um Uh, they they also love to talk about tachyons right here oh well look
1: i mean they're at the edge of a time vortex which by the way hold on
0: where did that come from let's go let's go back uh where i don't when did this time vortex appear I never i don't no one at the end of the last episode was worried about any vortexes or anything I gotta, uh,
1: hmm. uh-huh no we're just where are we by the way i don't even know where we are
0: i think we're still, still around, around saru's
1: homeworld no one is worried about that them down there no one's okay okay i don't whatever apparently the bubble don't care that they're just hanging out there still yeah,
0: don't they? Wouldn't they have vested interest in knowing? This they is have only all those support. This
1: is even more supportive of my my going theory then.
0: So there's some problems um, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these tachyons. Um,
1: the time they're having time slippage.
0: Yeah, they call it like what? What did? Um, did they call it slippage? What I don't. The word? I don't
1: even know. They were. But it's. They were multiple they time some, problems.
0: Yes, there are a lot of time problems happening here. Because
1: like one of the time problems is fine, but the other time problem is distortion, and distortion is not fine.
0: Yes, uh, we also get some kid flashbacks of uh, Burnham and young Spock here. Oh yeah,
1: well we got to get to Vulcan first, don't we? For that,
0: uh, there's one of her early. Oh, on, at the right very
1: there. beginning, right? Yeah, where she shows where uh, she like just remembers being at home or something.
0: Right, she remembers being at home and, um, you know, her mom reading um, Alice in Wonderland, right? Isn't that that Mm -hmm. part? Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, no, she's, like, playing with Spock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And learning how to do um, the
1: Vulcan salute.
0: Right, yeah. It's like a little home life flashback. Back
1: when they got along kind of thing. Like, yes, yes. this is what it was like before we're going to find out, you know, more about their eventual breakdown uh right but this is what it was kind of like um man so she
0: does she does get to vulcan
1: amanda right
0: yes Mm -hmm.
1: i thought at first she wasn't angry at burnham anymore and then you find out no she's still really mad at burnham
0: still really mad
1: very clearly lying (laughs) (laughs) i like that you've never lied to me that's how i know you're lying
0: yeah like just the way she answered every question was like the non-answer answer you could
1: see she did a really good job i don't know the actress's name i feel really bad about that but uh yeah the non-answer like where is he well i i couldn't possibly tell you where he is where is he well, you know, if i like knew I, where he
0: was i wouldn't tell you <laughs> it's like okay yeah and, again a lot of like i'm not answering your question directly and i'm not saying i don't know where he is she's right been on both Vulcan of those things are true yeah, exactly.
1: Um, if she got. She did a great job acting through this, where she just gets more and more prickly. Of like, you could tell that she was trying to be nice to Burnham when she came in the door, so that Burnham would leave. And right. then, as Burnham's like just keeps questioning her, she's getting more and more upset at
0: her. She's just getting annoyed as yeah. the whole thing goes. It's just like, go away! Ah, yep. <laughs> it was a good scene. We finally um, get to and- see uh, Ethan Peck as Spock. Yes, uh, and he's not doing all right. He's no, having a bad time. That That is... A, no, he is not doing fine. Yeah. He's carving some numbers into the wall and muttering to himself. Drawing the red angel. Drawing things. He's in have, some sort
1: of temple that shields him from
0: psychic from connection or something. Mag- His mom took him to the magic temple place underground where no one could make the, like, psychic Vulcan connection with him because that's what his dad has been trying to do for like months or something Hmm. it's just what (laughs) okay whatever um i have a lot of questions we could just you know none of them are going to be answered because this show doesn't it's funny because because if you
1: do if you don't mention that he's trying to find him through psychic stuff then you don't have to do the psychic stuff, but yeah, but, right, no, exactly. hold on. But they they do a good job of being like, but we did establish that he can just reach out across the universe, so you gotta probably take this on and explain why he can't find. You know, like like they. I get it. It's it's one of those like. Clone Wars, which I watched recently, does a lot of forgetting that people can We're use the force. We're not talking about Star Wars. Okay, look, hold on. Wars hold on. This Star
0: Trek but, podcast okay. here.
1: But they do a lot of forgetting that you can use the force
0: for things, right? And uh-huh. so this at least You mean like how people in all of these shows forget that they have like amazing technology that could solve all these problems. Right, sure, yeah. They have anyway. deflector dishes, you know, and I haven't seen anyone try to use a deflector dish yet. That's not true. And
1: air Uh, there's, there's somebody that uses the deflector dish later on.
0: Good, because I feel like there's a lot of these problems they could have been trying to solve, you know? Uh,
1: Well, they don't use it to solve problems. They use it to create more problems.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, meanwhile, um, you know, Burnham is seeing that Spock is not in a good way. Yeah. And meanwhile, Tyler is just really getting mad about everything that's going on
1: super antsy in his pantsy about like pike pike and he are not getting along and they're sniping at each other and tyler's like well you didn't fight in the war kind of thing and pike's like well i'm the captain and i know better than you and you need to listen to me even though you don't respect me and all this is a very snippy Good, well written. uh, I I,
0: no, no, not bad. It's just and so you know the have you noticed it while they're trying back and forth between two scenes, right? Right, Yeah, there's there's the scene with uh, Pike and Tyler. Sort of forces himself onto this away mission where they're going to send a shuttle in. They tried to send the ship in, and it went really bad. It did to this anomaly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it doesn't
1: go super good. And
0: they're like, okay, so we're going to send in one shuttle because somehow that's better. Yeah, and. Pike is somehow a really great pilot. Okay. Oh, he sure, he used to be
1: a test pilot, they explain that. Yeah.
0: Oh, right, right. So he's like he's uniquely qualified at piloting a shuttle. Okay. And Tyler forces <laughs> himself onto the mission because he needs to know also fine and you know meanwhile, you know they get these like time flashbacks of like things that haven't happened yet but they look like things that have. Right. And you see this this flashback of Pike aiming a phaser and shooting at tyler right and and pike realizes like this didn't happen why would i do this like he just kind of tries to brush it off but he has this thought in the back of his mind a little bit and so it kind of causes this extra tension between them right like tyler's being insubordinate doesn't want to do the like leave these plasma trails that pike wants to do He's not really, you know, he's being questioning everything he wants to do. And they're kind of like sniping at each other a little bit here and there. And and you just have in the back of your mind, is he going to shoot him over this? Like, no, he wouldn't do that, right? Yes, yeah, well, that's well done, I think. And yeah, that whole, so the back and forth between these scenes is like pretty good. You get these like kind of exciting and also like puzzling scenes with Pike and, and Tyler, as they're being sucked in, and, and the
1: discovery—you jump in there to try it because they're trying to find them because they're lost in the time vortex.
0: Right? Yeah. This thing turned into, this little anomaly turned into a giant vortex somehow. We didn't. Well, really the explain probe it either, seems but-
1: to have either triggered it or been a problem because they launched a probe into it to try and figure out some stuff about it, and that didn't go Right?
0: Well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow this probe like changed everything. Yep. Which comes uh, back later, right? Uh, right. Uh, so that then, um, did you notice? We,
1: uh, I just noticed it here. Mm-hmm. Technobabble is a t- term that comes mm-hmm. from Star Trek, pretty, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that, like over the course of Discovery's seasons here, we've gone from technobabble, normal stuff, to now what I I think I'm dubbing this hustle babble.
0: I don't know what that means so
1: it's not like you used to have where jordy or balana or whoever would like stare at the character they're talking to and like they go through four or five lines of techno stuff about what they're gonna do right and then the captain would be like mm, okay do that now it's like two tech characters talking to each other while they're rushing to do something and mostly they're just saying we need to rush to fix this Yeah, They don't, like, pause and try and do the whole, like, explain the universe moment anymore. They just sort of, like, run to the next problem.
0: A continuing problem with the show. Right. I just noticed that while... Not that they have to stop and explain everything. Right. But, but like, in in this... Their dialogue en route to other things is more just about, yes, we're en route to this thing. Yeah. And that's
1: what I noticed here with um, Stamets and Tilly where basically they don't really explain, like, they just sort of throw it out there again. Well, the mycelial network uh, makes me immune to temporal distortions. So we're going to stare at this computer and talk about how they're in danger a lot and then hustle talk to the bridge where I'm going to beam myself onto their ship. And I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, we didn't really explain how that was possible. And this
1: this is a problem later because... Making yourself immune to time whatever is, like, the antithesis of the argument about what has happened to Spock. Very, and yeah. s- So you kind of wonder why they don't tardigrade everybody's DNA. I am confused a little bit by yeah. the creation of Hustle Babble.
0: Well, I mean, like it's not something that they invented here. It's just something you just noticed, right? Yeah, they've been doing that that kind of thing for a while in this show.
1: It's just gotten. It seems like it's gotten more glazed over recently. Anyway, I, this was something I noticed in the middle of this episode, so I had a lot of notes about it right here, where we
0: were. Uh, at some point, we cut back, and we and uh, Sarek does eventually show up in the secret underground lair. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) pretty funny and uh, he's kind of a jerk (laughs) to uh, both Amanda and Spock about this whole situation mostly Amanda well you can understand why he well unclear whether he can hear him or not but definitely you can understand why he would be upset with Amanda even though Vulcans don't get upset
1: yeah she's like shouting about diplomatic immunity at everybody and it's like lady this is your family just chill for a second and talk to them
0: and then he's like it, 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 he shows up and he's like who's diplomatic authority again <laughs> like, <laughs> you're doing what with my job now huh <laughs> um and is he's really kind of uh it lays down the law here ultra vulcan um,
1: about it whatever right it's like
0: you know th- this is this is wrong uh he murdered people He murdered people we can't have that and even if he's innocent which he probably is because i know my son uh we're this isn't how we do this like you're you're do you know he's he's like here are the rules we're gonna follow them let's go <laughs> yeah uh but he does eventually you know in the end um you know come out to be in uh that he does love his his children right uh yeah you know, and he's not just throwing them to the wall. he said he
1: says something along the lines of that he's only willing to do this because burnham's gonna put her career and life on the line again to protect her brother
0: right Right, and you know, at, at the end, he's like, "I can't lose both our children."
1: I didn't quite you know. capture that. Like, is he saying like he can't? Well,
0: because he's like, if we don't, if I we don't, did I this right f- uh-huh. for Spock, Spock's career would be ruined, right? Like, if he's convicted and taken away for these murders, right? And if Burnham saves him, her career would also be ruined. And so they would lose both of their children. That's the, like, idea there. Okay. But it's not like... Not like they're, like, being killed or something. It's just a... Right. Like, but- they're, both of their kids' careers would be ruined. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Burnham and Spock are like, let's go to Section 31.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, right? What? <laughs> well, um, Sarek tells him to, that uh, section 31 is the place to go because Leland has promised that he'll take care of Spock. I don't know yeah, why that, Sarek right. would ever be like, Yes, yeah, this Leland dude's up. Said, and
0: this dude's legit. Let's just listen to him. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Um, meanwhile, so as they get ready to go to 31, uh, we see the the probe returns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it has become a tentacle monster.
1: Okay, tentacle like monster. Remember,
0: alien uh, squid arms. It's got it's got squid arms, and uh, the shuttle is having some bad times.
1: It jumps the shuttle, and it like gets into the shuttle, and then shoots some sort of data mining probe into the shuttle's computer. Unclear why. Uh, this uh, is where you get the flashback, flash forward moment.
0: Yes, finding
1: out the uh, you, you
0: see that Pike is shooting the tentacle monster off of, uh, off of Tyler. Not you couldn't back. see that part in the flashback. You only saw the them two shooting each other. So right, that was a good resolution to a fun little piece of tension in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Stamus teleports in and just like presses some buttons on the computer and navigates them out. We're all good. <laughs> uh. But somehow, in the middle of this, the robotic lady on the bridge gets hacked.
1: She was trying to or is this stop. Later? No, no, this is during when is Stamets during it, jumps right, the yeah. ship. Tyler starts trying to deactivate the thing while Stamets is trying to pilot them out. Uh, right. Yes. Because he transports over somehow or whatever, which is like hitting a needle in a pile of tweezers or i don't know what the heck they're they
0: gave one of those dumb analogies that this they is, always do in like in trying Star to Trek. catch
1: a fly with tweezers in a hurricane uh
0: i, I think is, is trying what they said is, he said it's like trying to catch a fly in a hurricane with, with tweezers and it was one more lo- anyway yeah yeah it's very unlikely anyway but, somehow, but he does yeah. it anyway <laughs> of course he's good at it yeah so don't worry
1: I uh, I think that Tyler is trying to remove the thing, and so as self-preservation, the thing... And then Arium, who is the cyborg lady...
0: This was the person's name I did not catch. A-
1: Ar- Arium uh, is the cyborg woman, and she is trying to stop the computer from hacking its...
0: Oh, yeah, being the hacked! The discovery is being hacked at the same time, right? right? So she
1: gets counter hacked while she's trying to. Ha- I don't. Yeah, I think
0: she goes. She becomes a Cylon. Is what happens.
1: Basically, here. yeah. She has these little tri- triple lights.
0: Yeah, she becomes a Cylon and becomes uh, a Cylon. Um, surprise, surprise! Thirty-one didn't have the best intentions in mind. I know you're shocked uh, oh, by yes. this.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Because, Gior- uh, well, we
0: find that out because Giorgio... Well, so you you get to the, like, you know, Leland's like, we're to use this mind healing device. Don't worry. It's going to be all good. A lot of good doctors here. Definitely no, no weird problems. science. Anywhere there won't good. be
1: any problems. You should just... You, I got your leave extended. You should just yeah, go to the go nearby star base. We won't take leave. a week. We wouldn't leave without you. We'll just come get you when he's all healed up.
0: Healed up good, like he's going to be, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Giorgio, who is clearly scheming, as she is. Yeah, scheming, but still has that weird love of...
1: Like, I mean, it's not weird, I guess. She she seems to genuinely care somewhat small amount about burnham right
0: and but also like sees oh, look, this as a good opportunity yes. to look, make look, look really look. bad she
1: definitely she never helps burnham when it's gonna make her look bad and if there's yes, an opportunity exactly. to help burnham <laughs> and make somebody else and, and further her own goals then she's gonna take right. it right
0: yeah and that's definitely this case right definitely so, they meet in the hallway and Giorgio's like, I got 60 seconds without the camera. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to fight me. You're going to go rescue Spock. That thing is going to rip his mind apart. And, uh, yeah. Cause it's know Terran because technology, it. Right. And she's like, I know because it's our technology. Somehow. He's like, like, well, how did yeah, they get that? They don't that? say, they yeah. don't say, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, uh, what? And he's like, okay, fine. And she's like, so we got to fight. Let's go. And then Burnham sucker punches <laughs> her <laughs> right in the gut. I liked that. Um, <laughs> uh then they have like a fun fight scene cuz Michelle Yeoh is good at fight scenes she's really um good. she's so good they yeah i she's a good actress
1: Every, kind of like I, I want i just want a section 31 spin-off show
0: well they already are talking about it yep. so uh they were talking about it at since before this i think so anyway uh yep uh they escape because like yeah uh
1: yeah, it's fine. and
0: and Georgeo kind of like Let's Leland know the score that she knows that he's the one that killed Burnham's parents. Well, is responsible for their responsible.
1: Death.
0: Yeah. Well, look, you know, uh,
1: did we we did not cover? I don't. In think this we knew that. Well, we also didn't cover in this that I think we were mistaken earlier on when we thought that the Red Angel saved Burnham from when her parents were killed. It seems that the Red Angel saved Burnham from when she ran away,
0: right? or is that in the next uh, episode? So they so they also said that the red angel appeared to Spock and told his dad where Burnham was during during when she ran away, right? No, during the the incident where um that school was burning down where he found Burnham. Okay. Got it. So twice All right. there. Maybe, yeah. Uh and it ends when Burnham figures out that the numbers that Spock was scribbling were um were coordinates actually but they were backwards because the looking glass uh and they're gonna go to talos 4 andrew oh boy do you know did you know when they said that what talos 4 was yes i did okay i had to think about it for a bit i'm like why is that name i i definitely had that moment where i was
1: like talos is familiar to me why and then i I thought about it for a second i was like that sounds like original star trek
0: yeah and and then i I eventually was like isn't that oh that is the place from the original series yeah
1: yeah with uh well which we should go back through i guess when we get to number eight right here
0: yeah, so Any, uh they even open
1: comments on seven? I don't think so. I No, not really. I mean no. Giorgio's cool and that's about it. Hey, uh yeah. they have green lit the long rumored series. Giorgio will get her own spin off section thirty one show. I don't want to read the rest of this because it seems like there's gonna be spoilers. I think I knew that already, it's, though. But it sounds like
0: it takes off after this season of Discovery. Which probably is sensible because I think they, uh, you know, probably some stuff's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, episode eight with a
1: glorious opening. Uh, Yeah, have this been, opening was by so By the cool. way, have you been watching the credits, the opening credits? No. They add stuff. Oh, Every few episodes hmm. they add stuff. So now there's like a cybernetic suit red angel instead of the red angel that was there earlier in the season, which was like the drawing version. This Mm. one looks like winged Iron Man,
0: which is what the suit looks like now that we've Mm. seen it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That opening, that opening was so cool. It's uh, old Star Trek, the original the pilot. Yeah. No, well that's, that's the, that's where Talos, that whole scene is from, right? Right. What's the name of that episode? The mind? cage uh, or
1: something uh, like that the bird line. cage there's, I don't know <laughs> I don't know this is bad mine's, prep on mine's our mind's
0: eye bad prep on our pi- part All right. anyway uh but they show a bunch of scenes from it right of pike mm-hmm. and the things that happen in that episode pike and spock go to talos uh they meet this uh the group k- of humans that live there the cage uh, one beautiful and the menagerie girl. the menagerie yes in the cage so, so, do you
1: remember enough of it to do a recap of it, or no?
0: Only, like, pretty briefly. I would not be... I, I could hit the high points, but I would not be able to tell you, like... Okay. So,
1: basically, what, what it is, is the Telosians live underground. Pike right. goes there because of a distress call um, from a crashed starship. Yes. Uh, and Veena, I think is her name who is also Sounds in this right. episode, uh, crashes there. Pike gets taken there, advantage like of, basically.
0: Hu- there's yeah. a few humans on the No, a spot goes the there, too. Right, you know. Right, um, they, they have an away party. They go down. Yeah. Um, it's originally
1: thought that the Telosians could only affect areas around their planet, so they, after uh, Pike gets sucked into this, like, fake world where the Telosians are trying to keep people as like pets or zoo animals basically
0: yeah like Some, caged animals essentially they're trying they're to try to essentially like mate mate him with the girl with they have. Vena. yeah Vena, but they
1: try to they try to keep them because they like to probe people's mind for memories because they don't have any there's a stargate episode that's very much like this where they they need new stories and interesting information and stuff like that mhm cuz they're kind of like a hive not a hive mind but they they are all psychics, so they they can't. There's nothing new to them that doesn't come from the outside,
0: right? So that's their like. They do this because this is the way they like learn and live. Um, you know how they absorb new information, right? right? By making experiencing new memories, right? So they
1: open with some of the scenes from that. They don't really explain it, but they basically show you that Pike has been to Talos Four before, and that they he knows show you what
0: the Talosians look like. Vena uh, And that, yeah, and, you know, Vena is still there. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. It was cool.
1: Uh, And then Uh, they do a really cool, they hold the image on old Pike
0: and then switch the bridge with new pike fade into the new pike yeah, yeah. i thought that was a very cool opening. very smart I, took, I made a made a note about that also it's good like, hey these are the hey by the way these are the same people it's good like, because i'm i'm sure most most star trek people
1: will have at least remembered that pike used to be in star trek but maybe they didn't remember Talos four and what was there and all that sort of stuff so that's cool opening uh,
0: i mean it's entirely possible there are people who've come to the show more newly oh absolutely who pike is absolutely but- I mean it was Pike a cool way a to show episode, like
1: three episode reference, right?
0: Yeah, I mean he was only ever on the original series, like in that pilot, and then those couple of other episodes later in the run where they brought him back to do to do the thing. Scenes from the pilot, yeah. To do well, and to do the follow up thing with the Right.
1: The thing that had doesn't hasn't happened to
0: him yet. Yes, correct. Spoilers. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is it spoilers? We'll see. Is it? Um I don't know. Who knows,
1: man? I mean, technically shows... in the timeline,
0: that would be a spoiler, right? Because we're pre-Pike's disaster. I mean, we're going to be pre-Pike's disaster for a while. There's going to be a whole show about him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Yep. I don't know how they're going to square that circle. <laughs> I mean, if the show um... ends on that, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I mean, I don't trust them to do that.
1: I know it's, it's a bummer. Prequels are really fun, but sometimes a bummer because, you know, nothing happens to them until something happens to them.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. It's hard to have stakes. It's in, very know, hard to have stakes. Character immunity, right? Especially.
1: Yeah. Right. Like the top two characters from that strange new world show are going to be Spock and Pike. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, all right, so moving into actually what happens in this episode, JoJo um, starts off by letting uh, the Discovery know, like, for real this time, though, you better listen to what we're saying. <laughs> Definitely not misleading you once again. Oh. Uh, you need to stay here and examine this stuff. And- they
1: ask them to stay and examine the probe and to not...
0: Right. Don't go looking Don't for Don't go looking for and Burnham,
1: and which the plan from JoJo is...
0: Of course they will eventually. They'll
1: contact Discovery and then we'll just follow them. I can't quite tell if Giorgio knew that Burnham and Tyler would be smart enough not to contact them until they were ready. Like,
0: I don't think think she did. I don't think Giorgio really
1: cares if they find
0: Spike Spock and them. Yeah, I don't think she does either. I, I get the feeling that she's just using the whole situation as a way to, like... Advance. Get herself promoted mm-hmm. in thirty-one somehow. Right. Yeah. It like kind of doesn't care about the outcome of the, any of this Red Angel stuff. Really. Yep. 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 Um, they need
1: to slow down the Alice in Wonderland references, please.
0: Yeah, kind of. Gets, gets real a heavy lot. here. Yeah, uh,
1: but they get to Talos Four, which is a black hole, but not. Right. I love that uh, they took the black hole stuff from Interstellar. Now that everyone was knows, actually... that's what a black hole was... looks like. I was
0: actually just going to say that I kind of didn't like that they did it. Oh, because uh, it doesn't match the, black holes from the other parts of the shows. It doesn't match black holes from other parts of the shows, but also it's just like, hey, this looks really cool. Let's put this in our show.
1: Well, it's how it, it's, I mean, that's what they think
0: they look like. Yes, I get it. Okay. Okay. But I don't like the people in this show getting to put cool visuals in their show because they just make <laughs> things that look cool and they don't have any basis in science or reason for them. But that,
1: but they that were lucky does. that
0: they got lucky in this case that an actual science thing happened and they're like, oh, we could put that in our show and it would actually make sense. Okay. The next time an actual science thing happens, they're not going to do it right and they're just going to put some random reference to nanotechnology in this and it won't make any sense. All right. I'm anyway. It was an illusion anyway, so who cares? It's true. They get to Talos, uh, but it, Spock's like, "No, it's not real." And like forces them into the the atmosphere, they land, and they meet um Vena or yeah, Vena?
1: Vena, V I N A. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vina uh Vena kind of gives us and Burnham the rundown.
0: Yes, uh, here's what happened. Yada yada. I was stuck here. Look, I'm actually ugly. Um, surprise, uh, which I think was kind of the like climactic moment of that original pilot.
1: I feel like the Talosians
0: have learned their lesson a little bit, right? Like they were. Ve- it was they were like straight up about what happened. They're like, come down and meet the Talosians. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're not trying to lie that they're not there. Right. Um. You know, they. She's like, hey, they want to see you. Look. Your brother needs some help. We can help him. But But you got to pay. The price is you have to relive your most awful memory. And I was like, oh, the backstory is the price. (laughs) Yeah. Before they would have just done it.
1: This, this, the beginning of this where they're like, and backstory is the price. I was like, have they been working towards this the whole time?
0: Is Talos 4 going to be a big deal? I don't know. Maybe not at the end of this. But. I don't. I don't think so, based on the end. But I think it is funny that the, like they'd been teasing this like awful thing Burnham had done, and you knew at some point they were going to have to talk about it. And this is the device they use to do that. I'm good with it. I. No, I mean it's it's fine. You know, this is definitely something that the Telosians would do, or it feels like something they would do anyway. I don't know why they chose this one and not the, like, other horrible things that have happened to Burnham in her life. Meanwhile, back on the ship, uh, Hugh and Tyler are starting beef.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't even write about down, because this is kind of weird. I didn't even write it down.
0: Um, uh, so, and Tyler and Pike are are still kind of testy, but Hugh and Tyler are really just kind of so not.
1: I mean, Hugh basically, like, sees... Tyler earlier and in in the hallway starts, and like mean mugs him basically. He really starts stalking him. He just and then he's like staring him down and stuff Col- a lot. Colber, Hugh Colber, like kind of just breaks up with what's his name is like. Nah, I'm not who Stamets, I was. Yeah. Stamitz. you yeah, Hugh know, and sorry, Stamets, buddy. like Have a lot of drama. Stamets they is a like, little overbearing, to be honest. Right? Not he's, not wrong. Um, very true. But Colber starts slapping bowls for the rest of the episode. Like literally every scene from then on, he slaps a bull.
0: Yep. Um, Uh, Saru mentions to Pike that someone has been making coded transmissions. Oh yeah. Petabytes of data. Petabytes of data. Which is, it's a big amount. Yep. Uh, And Tyler's like, not me. And everyone's like, bro, it's you. We know. Right. Uh, And uh, then uh, apparently the cool thing to do is just have fights in Star Trek now. Pike doesn't I'm very think angry that it's about cool this.
1: okay so hold on we have to we have to take it as it's given to us right saru lets the fight happen when By it, saying this must be allowed but other people want to jump in and stop it
0: i didn't see anyone trying to jump in and stop it Does they it, all were just like oh dang there's a fight well, like, someone this must to be, be right allowed there. yeah
1: exactly and then Pike tells him later that, that what he Saru did... Saru may have just as well been there chanting, fight, fight,
0: fight, fight. Well, so like, that's I don't... Whole,
1: like, This is the moment of, like, is Vihara still a deal? Can we, can we get to the point that, like, hey, Saru, maybe you need to go on, like, a Vulcan retreat, buddy, because your actions are not acceptable anymore kind of moment, right? And Pike starts to have that discussion with him at the end of this, and I really, 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 really hope... That this is something that sticks. When he tells him, hey, do you think that before this, you would have... Before your Bahara, do you think that you would have let that happen? And Saru's like, no, I wouldn't have. And he says, good, because you better not let it happen again.
0: It, he says, "Like maybe we just settle our disputes by the uniform code of conduct instead of fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, which... I was uh, My note was, at least one person wants to follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently no one else did. But see, we gotta
1: have Pike stop breaking the rules also. Like, I like Pike. I like that he's like one of those buttoned up Starfleet officers. Let's button it up, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. A
1: little bit. Not a lot of bit. <sighs>
0: uh, so we see some a bunch of flashbacks here uh, with Spock. Uh, right, yeah. his, how he escaped from the mental institution and supposedly killed people. Uh, you, you see him escape and definitely not kill anyone. And Burnham's like, what happened people? to these people? He's like, you're in the mind. You saw what I saw. What do you want from me? Yeah, stop trying to
1: accuse me. Why don't you believe me?
0: I'm your brother. You're looking at my memories. Yeah. Uh, You saw that. You see the scene of um Spock on some random planet. Doing a mind meld with the angel.
1: Oh yeah, the angel, the angel calls him to a random planet instead of just like showing up somewhere else. Which it seems like the angel could just do. Right. So that's very confusing. Uh-huh. And uh, then he mind melds the angel, which he says is human.
0: Oh yeah, so that's this is the part where he says that the angel it has felt to be human. human because I felt fear and loneliness, which are definitely not things other races have. So it has to be a human. Right. Well, good job, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, like literally every other race we've encountered, as in, could have those feelings. Like it doesn't have to be anyway. I, I'm gonna assume that some mind meld magic there has told him it's a human, uh-huh. and it's gonna. I will now never, based on how this show has been working, I'm never gonna assume there are twists or deeper meanings to anything. Everything is what they're telling you that it is.
1: Right. Yeah. I was really hoping, like. I don't know. I, I
0: still have a little bit of hope. Maybe there's one twist at the end about who which human it is that is this uh this red angel, but very li- likely it is exactly what they've told us. It is a human in some magical suit. So. So, maybe this is a good time to say what I was going to say about this episode.
1: There I are- mean, yeah, there's not there's
0: not even that much more to talk about.
1: Like Right, but let's just know. get to like I'm just going to say it now. Okay. And then we'll get to the end. But there's two types of swings to take. There's a swing where you think you're going to put it in the top deck. You're going to hit it so hard. You're going to throw it, not just hit it over the, you know, hit it over the fence. You're going
0: to put it out of the stadium, right? Sure. You are You are going full power. You are trying to hit it as hard as is possible. Just go for it as much as you can this time
1: stuff and the red angel and everything else is that type of swing we are gonna use the whole season to set up a mystery that you get such tiny pieces of by by the end of it you're gonna be just amazed at how it all fit together and you didn't figure it out that's that type of swing then there's another type of swing that most baseball players know is when you start the pitcher lets it go, and you start your motion, and you can already tell you're going to hit it on the meat of the bat, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where it goes because you're going to make good enough contact that that you did your job. And that is this episode, I think, and bringing the Telosians back. I really enjoyed the Telosians being here. I enjoy how it connects of the original series i enjoy
0: i mean it's it is
1: fan service in a good way it is the best version of fan service quote unquote that you could get because there was a point in putting it all in here and it connects a lot of disparate parts and it answers a lot of questions it that is the type of swing i like to see people take because a lot of people that swing for the upper deck and they try to hit it out you just kind of miss let down and I'm not, yeah, or, I'm
0: not previewing yeah. anything. I haven't seen anything past episode eight. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. Like th- the danger of taking that huge swing, that like full power, all muscle swing, is that if you don't connect, or you don't connect the way you think you're going to, you look the ridiculous. Ball ends up at the ball ends up a you know like a bunt or you know a straight line drive to the shortstop. Or, or
1: you miss, and, and you look or ridiculous. Or you miss, and then you
0: just look really terrible. Yeah. Right? And like It could go all kinds of ways. One way is hitting into the outfield.
1: And, right? and that's one of those... I don't know if you watched Battlestar Galactica recently. Well, I think you
0: did, but... Not recently. Not, but, but not recently.
1: And that's one of those things that that show did really well at the beginning, was they took good cuts every single time. The Every episode was trying to be... Uh, It's own self-contained-ish thing that took good swings. And then, you know, you get later in that show and it's like... And then there's a mysterious signal and, you know, like... Then then you start Mm -hmm. the big swing for the fence of like... Well, we got to end this show and we got to make it a big ending. And we got to make sure that all the disparate parts are connected and that all the backstory and mythology we've created all ties together. And it's like sometimes... Take the little cuts, you know? And so if, if Discovery for the rest of this starts to filter into the, what I saw here of this, like, Talos 4 and connecting the shows back to each other, and and it takes smaller swing that just connects, and we might be good. I don't know. Well, you know, we will see. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we can finish the episode. That was my thoughts here. Was like no, there was the, no. You it's could a, it's a see good. in this episode the two different tracks they're on. You know.
0: Hmm. I think my only complaint, and I, I enjoyed this episode probably the most of these three. It was guaranteed the, for me. Yeah. It was three. definitely the most enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, except for the part where they just allow random fights on the ship. That part really made me angry. I really don't like this version of Culber. I mean, like, I... I oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote that uh, Hugh is just a jerk now. I don't
1: want to see him anymore. I waited three episodes of, like, okay, cool. He's got, like, an identity crisis thing. This could be Star Trek. And it's just turned into, like, great...
0: We get to watch an angry he's guy like, walk
1: around the ship for no reason. Yeah, he's,
0: he's like a moody jerk and is just a just there to be annoyed, like almost like to the point where it's like he's like a moody teenager, which is like yeah. not exciting TV. I, typically,
1: I just would i I went into him coming back and I was like, this is going to be bad. And then once he was back, I was like, well, he's here. Let's give it the full benefit of the doubt. And then now, kind of like uh, it it's was as bad. It was as bad. Was we were right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a character
0: that that died and deserved to stay dead. It, not because he deserved to die, but because once the character had died, it, it made sense to maintain those stakes, right? Right. Well,
1: it changed. We already talked about this. Moving on. Let's we finish did. this episode. Moving
0: on. Uh, so there's not a lot left. Um, uh, it, it turns out that that robot is obviously uh, doing the bad stuff. But they think Tyler's doing it. But they think it's Tyler, so they're going to throw him in the brig. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time for, uh, the- she's seen now all of the things Spock's wanted to show. Oh, uh, did we mention that they, the Telosians say that Spock's mind is unmoored from time and logic? No. Oh, no. He's well, so experiencing time as a liquid instead of a solid <laughs> yeah, or something it's like
1: <laughs> what fluid. He said that they said that time he's not perceiving time as in linear fashion. He's perceiving it as a fluid thing. And his anchor of logic can't, cannot moor can't help. him, right? He can't find himself again without their help. And so the Talosians somehow fixed this. Somehow they put him back in linear time, I guess. Because we can't assume that he's no longer in fluid time. Otherwise, right. Spock, for the rest of all the shows that have already been written, Spock would have already known the future. So,
0: yeah,
1: one assumes they, quote unquote, put him back in linear time
0: so it's time for the the price we have to experience burnham's really shitty memories (laughs) of her being just a real jerk a real jerk a real mean little kid to spock i liked how they did it though I it was
1: a good scene i didn't i didn't hate it they made the adult actors kind of finish acting it out which was good
0: yeah yeah and you know it turned out that um they both said some real hurtful things i expect uh and yeah, you can see why if you did that to someone when they were pretty young, they might not be real happy with you for a long time.
1: I would believe it. Yeah. And man, does he get her back here where he just like
0: rips her Yeah, he's he's like, "Oh, yeah, you taught me a good lesson." The the lesson is humans suck. I shouldn't ever want to be them. I was wrong to do that and to, you know, believe in you and want to be family with you. I'm a Vulcan now. It worked. Good job. Thanks. Yeah and yeah. Oof! Thank gosh for Oof. Captain Kirk. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, and so then, uh, then at the end, um, there's a little uh, drama where 31 shows up right as Discovery shows up to pick them up, and they both have a tractor beam on them at the same or not tractor beam a a transporter beam at the same time, which has never been a thing. I don't think. Uh, so that's very confusing. Um, but you know, they're like, Oh, if, if one of us doesn't let go, they'll be beamed apart into atoms and everything will be bad. So, um, you know, that's one of those things that go. I
1: kind of feel like no one ever
0: thought of, but like maybe that could be a thing. It, it's magic technology anyway. Sure. It could be a thing. Why not? I I'm not angry about this. I, I just thought it was a funny device to use. There's like 10 different ways they could have done this same scene. Right. This is the they chose to have a tractor beam or a a, a tractor tug uh, of war. Trac- they tra- could have done that, right? They war? literally could have had them in a shuttle with both of them pulling with tractor beams. They could have done that, but instead they wanted to do a transporter beam fight that we can't see.
1: Why couldn't Why couldn't they use that shuttle? Oh, they did use the shuttle, right? Like, they did use yeah, the, they shuttle, they right? so the, the, the shuttle, right? And so
0: the thing is, is like, oh, they beam them in and Burnham and Spock are there again, and you're like, oh, okay, time to hear them get questioned or whatever. And then a shuttle shows up and Discovery takes it and flies away, and it turns out that the Telosians were, were helping him
1: out. They were projecting them. Yes.
0: Uh and then 31's like, darn they got away. Shut I like
1: no Giorgio has a good line. And they line. don't say they don't do anything. They're just like, oh well. Giorgio has a really good line. Well, it ends there. I mean, I assume they're it, gonna it do does. something the next episode, but Giorgio's just like, expect. Man, this looks makes you look bad again. <laughs> because as if if it wasn't your plan all along because because she said yeah as if this wasn't her plan because then she says like i remember in my universe the telosians did that to me and then i incinerated their
0: planet yeah she's like they tried that on me one time that i blew up their yeah you're just like wow yeah pretty good pretty good uh and then the last note is that they got the band back together uh, at the end. You see yeah, Pike puts his hand on Spock. He's like, Spock, it's good to have you back. And he's like, hello, captain Spock smiles. And like, yeah. And the band is back together. It's I'm, good. I'm excited to
1: see what Spock and Pike are like together because yeah, they're going to have to I make am... it different than Spock and Kirk.
0: Yes. Well, I like this character of Spock already is so like wrapped up in kind of the plot of this season that are we even going to get like fun spock pike moments that aren't just like like what did you call it hustle talk oh yeah hustle hustle babble hustle babble where that's they're, my new ba- they're that's running the new
1: techno babble
0: where they're running to the next thing and spock is talking about how they need to do something about magic and technology for the red angel like are we even going to get like fun quiet character moments of them being bros or whatever Un- i don't know unlikely yeah unlikely we'll see we will see, because uh, we're going to watch more of this. Yep. Um,
1: there's only uh, two more episodes of our podcast
0: version of this left, because there's
1: six episodes left.
0: Yes. Yeah. Four, which, Fourteen episodes in the season, and we're on eight. so
1: Which means we will be uh, two-ish months behind in watching Lower Decks, which will give us a good amount of Lower Decks to talk about by the time we hit... Uh, October, because if we do one of these a month, it's August... Oh, wait, it's July. So July 1, August 2, September 3. Yeah, so it's October for Lower Decks. Yeah. That gives us a good amount, because they start in August for that new animated show.
0: Yeah. I We'll see. I don't know. I'm not against... Watching it. I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I want to watch, like, a 10... It, like, are they going to do, like, 500 episodes of this thing? Or are they making, like, 10 and doing a season? That's a you
1: good know. question. Um, I The only thing I'm worried about is that it's supposed to be a comedy. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't even know... I don't even know who wrote. Mike Mahan? Who did he
0: do? I don't know.
1: Mike Mahan. Well, uh, so uh, we anyway, will
0: definitely yeah. watch some lower decks. I think there's no, oh. you know, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. So he worked on South
1: Park and Rick and Morty.
0: I, uh, great. Those are cartoons that are generally liked. Um, He's the creator so. of Pickle Rick. Hmm. I don't know. I, what, any of that I'm, uh, Now stuff. I'm less excited. Like, i don't know it's not his fault he's done
1: animation and he's done animation comedy
0: sure okay i mean rick and morty is generally quite funny um jerry o'connell's in it okay which should be funny he he's in stuff yeah the first
1: season uh i don't i don't i can't find this quickly anyway
0: it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll watch it eventually. It's just—it's um, it, going
1: to be interesting to watch because edge- they haven't done any animated since the seventies. Laura Dex will consist of ten
0: episodes. Okay. Okay. Well, so we will see. Yeah. There you go. Um. They. Yeah. Uh, there also supposed to be a season three of Discovery coming, some point. Okay. Are we ready to talk about my theory for one minute? Did they get
1: got by the COVID and so it's going to be delayed? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were mostly done already. Okay. They might so have a trouble. Just... They might have trouble doing the animation though. That could get it. Like that the VFX them stuff. got. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll
0: All right. See. So are theories. you ready? My Let's finalized. My final theory. Throw me.
1: Okay. The theory. Squid tentacles. Hmm. Baul. Probe. His vision of the future, all very similar shaped objects with squid tentacles, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in the vision of the future, it's literally just a big version of the probe that they launched, launching smaller versions of the probe that destroy the planet.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Picard.
0: I I was worried you were going to go here. Mm Mm-hmm. What came out of the thing, JJ? Squid tentacles. Squid tentacles.
1: This is where we're at, buddy. Either they're doing it on purpose, or somebody has a real problem with squid tentacles.
0: Yeah. They seem generically menacing, so... Yep. I could believe that. That's a lot of squid tentacle inside of so, a year. So are you. So are you saying these are the ancient alien evil synthetics they said, that came they, to kill us. They
1: said that the probe went 500 years in the future and then came back. And it we had squid tentacles. That. And I can't imagine that would be just wholly not
0: connected. Right? Well, you know, we are doing time travel stuff, so who knows? Right? Yeah, sure. So are you saying that this probe showed up in the time that that weird ancient alien portal was open maybe in picard possibly did the ancient aliens downloaded into the probe before the probe came back i think so
1: or man. it just showed up it's, in the weird alien it's dimension be connected. maybe connected 2258 picard takes place 2399 all right, so 500 years is much farther so than that. 500 years is further ahead. Where the ancient aliens may have, you
0: know... Taken over. Taken over. Yeah. Destroyed the universe. Okay. Sure, whatever. So we, I, you so know what, I, um, all the way down. I, it could be. Mm-hmm. It also could be they wanted to reuse some art assets. <laughs> oh, they weren't reused. Anyway. Uh, I... I have given up trying to speculate because like I said, I am now taking everything that this show tells me at face value and assuming there is nothing hidden because they have not shown any inclination to hide interesting tidbits around like this Yeah. Okay. All right. I will be happy to be wrong. And if it's like, Oh no, we caused the alien apocalypse by launching that probe. It would be very cool.
1: It would be interesting if it was like, huh, this is somehow connected to that thing in Picard, but I doubt it. Yeah especially because
0: um, i don't know no one made a big deal out of it during picard so right we also didn't see uh there weren't seven moons you know that's true uh, and the, yeah. the wait 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 the mad the magic seven summoning seven
1: moons seven Eight. signals JJ, I feel like
0: we're, I feel like we're that guy from Always Study in Philadelphia JJ, <laughs> drawing lines on the lines on signals. We should. Oh man, drawing the lines on the board with like the. Oh the, man,
1: I wonder the conspiracy theory guy on. showing like I oh, gotta oh, find, these are all connected. Oh man, it's gosh. all connected. Seven moons. People. Okay,
0: hold on. Seven moons. Picard. 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 It's eight, though, right? Like Is it eight the moons? Was there where, the secret was that there was eight ones and the seven showed you that the eighth one was missing.
1: Uh, right, but. I just want to see a picture of it. Where are the seven moons in Picard? Oh, no one has a good picture of it.
0: I'm gonna combine these for the next episode and find. No, out. No, the, the seven moons are like in like a single system yeah, orbit but or Isn't something.
1: there a star map of them?
0: Yeah, the star map shows them all like in a line. I know. I'm, going to put of, I'm gonna put it on top. Because the whole point was that put it on top? The whole point was that they were in. seven signals Impossible. and see if they line up. But they don't because they were literally in a line, like a straight line. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I think we're you know, on something. No, it's not. Look, nothing. I, n- I will put nothing past these writers. Anything, <laughs> literally, could happen. I'm gonna put it all. I don't think this one in particular is is what it is. We're putting it together.
1: All right. Well, uh in the meantime, if
0: you've already put it together, you could email us at podcast. But don't tell. Hey, though, if you actually did just watch it and no, don't tell us. Come on, don't be mean. Okay, no spoilers though. Like it has to yeah. be
1: based on what you heard here and what we've yeah. already discovered.
0: Like if you if, if you're if watching onto something and you want to share some fun ideas with us, sure. Podcast at weweregamers.com, com. the email address. Please send some messages there. We will read them. Uh it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh we are this podcast, Subspace Transmissions is available on your fine podcasting app of choice, like Stitcher or Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts. So check those out. Uh, We are on social media. If you look for at We Were Gamers, you can find us on YouTube. If you search for We Were Gamers and subscribe, that would be real cool. You could find this sorted into a nice playlist. Uh, If you only want to watch these uh, sweet, sweet subspace transmissions, and you don't care about the regular We Were Gamers stuff, uh, that's, that's a cool way to do that. I forgot to mention that how excited
1: I was during episode eight when they were like someone sending subspace transmissions. I was like, "That's the first time they've said it on yeah. this. Yeah, it's us. This season <laughs> of the show. Yay!
0: Yeah, that was fun. I I hope the other episodes are as good as this last one.
1: If they are on an arc that is all connected from here out. And whoever wrote this one kind of keeps with it. We might be good to go. You know what I mean? I hope. I hope. I have the hope. You got to have hope. Keep hope alive. It's all about hope. Hope. I had... what They say something. I'm trying to find the line in my head. Because somebody said something about hope in this show. And I couldn't remember what it is. Oh, it was... uh, Stamets, it Saru? you know, Stamets saying Stamets. that he had uh, maybe it was more than people, maybe it was Saru also, but I thought it was Stamets. Saru talks saying...
0: about Saru talks about hope okay. um, when he frees the slaves.
1: Man, oh my gosh, I could spend a day talking about how immoral that was. I could, but we had to stop. Yeah, because it's I pretty could, easy. I could. That, that was so far beyond the pale of Star Trek. All right, uh, next time, uh, nine, ten, eleven. Am I correct? yes all right that's it thanks for another episode of this everybody